Oh, uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Don't mind the uh, corny intro music. Um, I'm Andy Crone, and I will be conducting an interview with myself, Andy Crone. Um, mm, let's see. All right. Where should we get started here? Uh, no. All right. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that's my best Andy impression. This is his brother. Uh, he needs a... He needs somebody to interview him because he's gonna he's gonna uh, entertain us with Boston and the Boston run-up and lead-up. Um, hi, right, bro. You there, right? Yellow. Yellow. Uh, I'm an idiot. Hey, are you there? What happened? Uh, oh, it's still recording. Okay. I, I closed my window. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I killed I thought I killed the meeting, but you were still you didn't get disconnected? No, I'm still here. Oh, gosh. We are we are we are professionals. A, a very organized outfit. Looks like it says it's still recording, so all that was uh recorded. Um yeah, yeah so, hey bro. So Andy's back. Good um, intro. Yeah. <laughs> right when I was like, I'm gonna throw it over to my brother for uh for all the Boston entertainment, you were just it was like radio silence. <laughs> so anyway, so Boston twenty twenty two looks like the race is gonna happen in exactly one week's time. So I think Andy, you wanted to do a one week before, like one week after kind of um deal, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought um so I'm I'm so nervous about the race. I'm always nervous. I don't care how many races I've done. Um I'm I'm really nervous even though I think I have the training in. Um I'm uh my mileage isn't as high as I wanted to get, but I haven't had an injury in a couple of weeks. <laughs> So, so I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried um, three weeks ago. I tried to do a Jesse Owens uh, mile and um, thought I could do like a 520, no problem, which was ridiculous because I haven't run anything faster than 630, even in a quarter mile. Because every all my miles have been kind of just uh, marathon miles and I haven't been doing speed. And so I did a mile, uh, for time. And I, on the final lap, like there was only 200 meters to go. I pulled my uh, hamstring. That was like three, three weeks ago. So, uh, it's still a little sensitive, but you know, whatever. That's, that's a bummer. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's, that sucks. I was, we were talking about this earlier and I was saying there's nothing, there's no better feeling being in like marathon shape and then going out and running a mile because <laughs> you can literally ratchet up almost as high as you want. Um, and you're not really even going to get too tired. <laughs> it's exactly it. And your, your body is conditioned for a certain pace and for a longevity and it's not conditioned for super fast speed 
at least, and I'm in my four, I'm 43. So I'm like, yeah, my, my heart rate is great. I'm like, I can, I can, I feel like I'm not even working hard to run six minute mile, but my legs and the tendons and all that stuff in there Mm. don't uh, turn over as fast, I guess. Stretching, I guess, something in there about stretching. I think the answer is just don't do that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think there's any stretching or anything that can, that can make that safer <laughs> or better for you. But yeah. Oh yeah. So so the story goes. Hey hey, hey Mary, hey Mary, <laughs> that's that's my my great wife putting the kids down for bed tonight. Um. So the story goes, uh, I was going to do a mile time trial, and I was with my friend John Bertan, and we were like, I was like, oh, it's not a mile. Four laps isn't a mile. You have to be like 20 feet back over here to do a mile. So like, there's a bunch of people that were doing the four laps, and so we were we were behind those people, and we had to like, uh, I was trying to make up time. I was trying to make up time. That was just... Mm wasn't smart i should have just done the track workout but done like you know a moderate pace not like uh trying to set a olympic record pace you could have set the mile record for three weeks before the boston marathon being in your 40s (laughs) well it's funny that you say that because my best races have come following a big effort like I broke three hours in CIM, and the week before I broke, uh, this is 2019, the week before I did Quad Dipsy, which is ridiculous. It's like, you know, Quad Dipsy, 28 yeah. miles, 8,000, I don't know. And uh, That was my first my first ultra. That was, you told me it would be fun. It's totally fun. <laughs> it was actually, it was, it was pretty fun. That was a cool run. <clears throat> and then... yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say what was um what was the qualifying race for this one, and what was your time, and then what do you what did you need? What was the target time for Boston qualifier? So qualifier time I think is three ten for somebody my age. Uh, to get into Boston is really difficult um, for anybody for. It gets it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's like, a, oh, you're 50 and female. It's easy. I think it's hard for everybody. Um, I think it's most hard for under 40 male because that it's just there's just so many people competing in it. But um, yeah, it's like 310, 308. Um, I did CIM with you in December and. Uh, I think actually was that my qualifier for this? I think it was my qualifier. Maybe because there there was some rules where they stretched out the qualifiers. So, Is so it because COVID of, related or whatever. Because of COVID, you could do a race like like three years ago. You could gain like fifty pounds and just be like whatever, <laughs> and then you could show up. <laughs> be like yeah, and you could Boston. be miser- and you could be miserable <laughs> in the Boston Marathon. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, but it, it, it's for good reason. It's like, um, 
they weren't racing a lot in 2020 and 2021. So they stretched out the qualifier. And then my CIM was really good last December. I'm like still ecstatic over that. I don't know how I'll ever break that. What did you, Uh, what did you run? Uh, it was like 256, 30-something, 30 37. I'm, I'm not sure the seconds, but I was in the 256s, um, which got me into New York by time, which is 258. Nice. New York New York by time is harder than Boston by time. What's New York by time? New York is, for my age, is 258. Wow. Boston, you know, let's just pull it up since we're chatting here. Somebody listening's like, well, they don't even know what they're talking about. Okay. Well, we don't. Bo- but <laughs> yeah, we do. Boston. <laughs> I've been running for for twenty something years. <laughs> I don't even know how many years. Um, Boston Marathon qualifier times qualifier times. Yeah, we do a lot of homework before these two by googling while I'm talking. <laughs> Just filled the filled the air I, with, I, with I, I words. Scribbled, I scribbled on the back of some graph paper. A couple. Okay, questions. so 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 Tim, how old are you right now? Uh, thirty-four. And you turn thirty-five in December. So mm-hmm. next year, you're yeah, going to get five age, more I minutes. I think I I age up. Yep. So I'll yep, get what three oh five or something. Three oh five exactly. Yep. And the women are three thirty. Uh, excuse me, women at 35, 18 to 34 is men three hours, women 330. Uh, men 35 to 39, 305, women 335. So you just add 30 minutes for the women. Um, yeah, I'll probably get like bad feedback if I say something about that. But yeah, um, so 310. And then when I turn 45, I get 320. That's awesome. That's re- that's unfair. I'm gonna say that. So like, I'm I'm almost 44. I turned 44 in less than a month. So in a month and one year, I get 10 more minutes, which basically guarantees me. I mean, unless I be, really probably <laughs> a calculation there. Yeah, they're like, well, I think some, people I think just fall apart yeah, at 45. Your, your body atrophies like exponentially <laughs> as soon as you turn 44. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a podcast in a year. I'll be like, "Oh man, uh, just can't do that 320 anymore." You'll, be, you'll eat. You'll be eating your words. No, I, I, I will. Um, so it's a hundred-year-old race, so they must know what they're doing. Uh, so let's let's go all the way to 75. You get 310, 40 to 44, 320, 45 to 49, 325. You get you only get five minutes. So wait, I so get there's, 10 a, there's a there's a break point there. There it's must like be an interest. Yeah, people must have less interest when they're in the when they turn fifty because seems, you only get yeah, yeah or more interest. I don't know. Here I can share. Let me share the screen with you. This is this is really interesting. Um, and you could probably we could probably just talk about this the whole time. Um. I would think older people, like older, older people, not people like me, should get the huge bumps. Like if you're 50, 55. Well, you do. You do get 10. You get another 10 minutes 
and then 54. you get 15 minutes and you get another 15 minutes yeah so, if you're 75 yeah, it is, it's just kind yeah. of interesting that there's only a five minute difference between 49 45 to 49 and 50 to 54. yeah i'm surprised that they opened up like where i live uh, i'm surprised they opened up the you know i'd be curious like to see minutes. yeah i'd be curious to see what this looked like um before they started moving the i guess the target has always been they've always you always have to run faster and faster right because i remember a couple of years ago that I, I had five extra minutes at some point and it changed um yeah i don't know there, so i there, mean there was there is an anomaly to this and i only know this because of mom and dad in the late 70s and the early 80s american runners were much faster in general just like uh the running craze and the running boom and like i think i don't have the numbers or the years in front of me but like the average time like if we just took the average boston time over like you know 50 years there's like a spike <laughs> like right around like 1980 something uh, it was it was crazy yeah mom and dad could talk about it but it was I, yeah i think we're going i mean yeah i don't I, I don't know what the number the figures are but i feel like boston is i guess it, it's, it feels more popular because i'm so interested in it but, I don't even know why there's a time for an 80-year-old person. Like, if you're doing a marathon and you're 80-plus, like, come on. Give them, give them like, You're not gosh. fast enough? <laughs> yeah, you're 80 years old. You, you have to finish the marathon in four hours and 50 minutes. That's, that's, uh, that's moving. All right. Yep. Here, well, let's, we'll try to get back to the train. How about... Um, I got another question here for you, bro. Um, what did it take? Uh, what kind of training and preparation did you have for CIM to run that kind of time? And then how does that prepare? What? How does that training and preparation compare to how you feel currently <laughs> before Boston? Good question. I'm gonna pull up my November training. Let's see if I can pull up my training. Training log's a better log here. Um, okay, we're gonna go to 2021 20, November, which is the month before. Okay. Something went wrong November one through seven, because I only had eleven miles. Uh, November eighth to fourteenth, I was at fifty-three. Oh, I did the TAM 50K. That was oh, really yeah. important. And it was the the timing to a... So, so, so people do like their long runs, but I think like a long race that's not like full... Because this TAM 50K was really hard. I, I had a lot of... Because it was so hot. I was just, just dying. I, I completely bonked. I mean, that was... 50k 6100 feet took me six hours 15 minutes um so that was that was big um and i you know i haven't even done a um podcast on that i should do one and then i got 33 miles the next week that's a pretty good recovery week got 34 and then leading up to it it was all it was nothing big i mean i pretty much just rested 
every my biggest run was like six seven miles i i probably should have done like a 10 or 12 miles in between you kept your mileage kind of up though after that big race i mean you're still running 30 some 33 34 miles the following weeks so you weren't like full-blown resting no i i believe in in running through a race but not completely um but so so my goal is about 50 miles a week, two weeks out, and hopefully two weeks of that, which is it's a lot of running. It's like seven plus miles a day. Um, but that that gets me where I want to be. But I think more than that, the the long efforts, like a long duration, a really long one, um, three weeks out is good, or or just even two weeks out, but. Let's mm-hmm. see what we got. 46. Oh, I did Boston Marathon October. What is that? October 11th. So that was leading up to CIM because it wasn't that far. It was Jeez. only like five weeks before. And that was, oh, let's pull that up because we're talking about Boston. Okay. Boston 2021. Um, this was 310. 310.08 and uh it was hard I, I is it having... how does the how does the course feel does it feel flat does it feel hilly rolling or yeah. it feels pretty flat it feels like a flat course but you don't have um but it it's overall downhill like a couple hundred feet mm-hmm. but you have some hills you have like I heard that the the longest hill in Boston is only like three minutes long. Uh, hmm. I was listening to another podcast. So none of the hills are really long. Um, there's what's called the Newton Hills. So here, we're looking at the elevation profile right now. Mm-hmm. Right at mile 20 to 20.5 about is like the biggest Newton Hill. That's 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 a killer. That's uh, I mean, you could see my pace there. I was yeah. running. I was cruising along. I was like 715 pace. But yeah, there's some Newton. These are the Newton Hills. Wow. 8, 8, 20, 8, 19. Looks like there's a pretty gradual down from like 21 to 24 or so. That's got to feel pretty good. Yeah, you get to 21 and you're done. 21. So you get over, you get over from 20 to 21 and it is all just cruising. And then, and then there's just so much energy with the crowds and stuff right there. I mean, the whole race has tons of crowds, but like, um, that's the worst of it. There's also something at mile 15, but you're, you're not completely starting to bonk because you're only at mile 15. So this isn't so bad. See, I didn't slow down as much. So the big ones are at 15.7. That has a name. I don't know. And then there's another one at 20. So how do you think, you know, this being a repeat marathon, how does your knowledge of the course kind of play into this time around? Do you think? um, Oh, it's, it's huge because it's psychological. There's like so much advantage to having run it before. Cause you're like, have you done repeat marathons before you've done? repeats right oh yeah i mean cim for sure and uh, i was 
this is this is a really good discussion because so many people like fall in love with the race. They're like, oh, I love the Dipsy, or I love uh, Peachtree, or uh, I love uh, whatever race it is that they do, and they do that race every year. And I think that's really cool, and it's nice to do that. But then I was like, ah, that kind of like there's so many places to run and so many things places to visit in the world yeah. and like um if you can and like i was like okay um i like to do boston but it's not going to be like oh i gotta religiously go to boston every year uh i'm like thinking you know london you say um, that now yeah i say that now. <laughs> so you're gonna be you'll be uh you know 45 or whatever and and dipsy is um <laughs> The, the quad dipsy is, is one I, I really kind of am attracted to. Uh, yeah, so the advantage is psychological because I know exactly how it starts. I kind of know how it rolls. None of the hills are that bad. And I know the hills are going to be over in just a couple minutes. I just have to just power through them. Um, I hope it's cold. That's my biggest hope. I hope it's really cold. You know, what is the forecast? So, I'm typing right now. Do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got a 54. Oh, that's really good conditions. So we're a week out. Looks like it's uh, going to rain, maybe. No. Oh, no. Uh, let's do Wonderground. Google isn't very good with this stuff. What do you use? For, uh, I, use, your... I, use weather, I use Weather Underground also. Yeah. Okay, we are on wonderground.com, our our sponsor for this episode. Uh, just just kidding. Uh, we got um, ten day forecast here, and uh, we're looking at Monday, high of fifty four, low of forty two, partly cloudy. That's pretty pretty good. Actually, that's cult, much cooler than when I raced in October. Very perfect. Nice. Yeah. How's so, the yeah. what's the what's your expectation for the for the race as far as time goes? Do you have that? That's or? a gosh, that's a really good question. I was listening to um some other podcast as Mario Fraioli's uh morning shakeout and like uh he'd have like three maybe it was him or maybe it was a guest of his. He'd have like three goals. Or maybe it was like um the uh Marathon Training Academy. I don't remember. But mm-hmm. like the one goal is like uh what was I'm trying to think. Or what are my goals? Um okay. My goal is to break three hours. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I wanna I wanna break I wanna break three hours, but I don't know. I won't know that until about mile fifteen. Because if if my hamstring holds up and it's mile 15, and I feel good, then I'll know it. But I won't even know that at the starting line, because I'll just... Yeah, I mean, you, you won't know, right? Yeah. You, you never really know. Like, the when I was in good shape, I so I did the Long Beach uh, Marathon, and yeah, at the, I mean, at the start, I felt great. I didn't know until about the halfway mark kind of what was going on. You know, I was perfectly on pace at the halfway mark, but... I knew I was, you know, I was not. So I was trying to break three hours. 
in that race. Ended up running a 306. And was but, it um, was it like the 20, um, just bonking at 20, or what, what, what happened in their last half? Well, you know, like, I don't know. I was putting in a lot of miles for that race, like, I don't know, 60, 70. Up to, I had 70 mile weeks, and Jeez. I ran a I ran a one um, twenty two half <laughs> um, at Santa, in Santa Rosa, um, so I was like in pretty pretty good shape. And I think that, that beats my fastest half, Tim. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I was I was I don't know. It was it was I treated it like a, a like a race, and it was in in my training cycle, where it was far enough away where I could really put in a strong effort were you were you going too fast were you going too hard or was it just, no i wasn't just, just blow up I, I blew up so i knew mm. i knew at the halfway mark i think i had a one he has 128 or something like that i was on target for my strategy but yeah i knew it at, at right about the halfway mark that i was not going to be able to do it <laughs> and i tried I, I hung on to like my you know my six my 645s and 640s all the way up until 2021 and then i blew up and i was just mm. adding, adding minutes and minutes to my to my miles and it was misery but uh but yeah i think i knew about the halfway point on that one that i wasn't going to hit my my target time yeah you can see yeah, so right now i have a map of boston of my 2021 race and all the splits are right there, and Tim, Tim can see the splits and everything. And like, mm-hmm. I did this for CIM, but what I did is I really dug into my last marathons because if I search marathon on Strava, I could see all my last races, and it was really clear that I would stay right on pace until about mile 18. And uh-huh. did I do the same thing here? Almost. Actually, I started falling off about mile 14. Well, maybe 14, 16, 14, 15, 16. We were like um, flying in the first 10K. Holy crud. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, look at <laughs> the exciting. of it. It's exciting. Oh, you're coming you're downhill. Like running downhill. The first yeah. half mile is like, look at the first half mile. You, you drop 170 feet. So you're, you're just like running downhill at a start of a, of the Boston marathon. And then, and then everyone pays. Look at this, Tim. So we're looking at the elevation profile. The first four miles, you're like running downhill, mm-hmm. and your quads just totally eat, like suffer, and you don't realize it until much later. Um, but actually, what I had my issue last time was um, I, I won't say electrolytes, but I was I was hot. I was just burning up. I was really maybe I needed I don't know if it was fuel or what, but I was just so hot. It was hard to <laughs> keep the engine going did, when it's so hot you, out. Do you use the same like uh, in race fueling strategy pretty much from race to race, or have you like changed it up at all? Or it's at, yeah, I just use um, goose, and uh, I'll have like um, vanilla goose, and um, I'll start eating the goose at mile four, mm. um, and then every four miles. And Basically, then, like, that's all I'm thinking about is how am I going to eat this goo? <laughs> and then what about, and then what about uh, like electrolyte salt pills or whatever? Do you take those? No, and I take I, I I try to get water in my system because I I'm just sweating and I know there's enough electrolytes in my body that I'm not going to need that 
Um, at least I don't think I need that until later on. So like uh, when I get to mile 20, then I'm just like basically uh, all of the juice type stuff that they offer. What do they call it? Like they've, it's like Gatorade. The, sport, stuff. the sports drink, right? Yeah, the sport the, drink. Yeah, and, whatever the sport drink is. And those are like, so I don't think that's a good idea to start out on a marathon because your body, your body needs water. I mean, it needs like, it's to sweat. At least it all depends on the person, but like I sweat a lot. And if I'm just taking a bunch of electrolyte stuff, that stuff is pretty um, sweet. It's like not, mm-hmm. yeah, it's also not that easy to drink if you're, because <laughs> yeah. I'm like drinking one every mile. It's like a couple you, sips. And you just, do you rely on the course pretty much for all that stuff? Or no, not for the news. So I don't. I only re- really. I only rely on the course until after mile twenty. So hmm. everything up until mile twenty is on my own, except for water. Which is yeah. Just, you just so pretty I, much take it. I could take it yeah. whenever they offer it. Technically, I could run with a Camelback on, do the whole thing, with no help. <laughs> but I'd be a little slower because I'd have like, like two two pounds of water on my back. Mm-hmm. That would not be a smart thing to do because I'd just be slower. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's that's kind of similar to what oh. I what I've always done. So how far are we? Oh, we're already thirty minutes in. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. So I want to segue a little bit into how to participate as somebody who's participated in a Boston. Okay, this is like this is this is why you're listening to the podcast, everybody. Okay, if you get into Boston three months before the race, you have to buy a jacket. You cannot wait until the venue to buy the jacket because you have to let everybody know when you're flying that you're running Boston by wearing the jacket. It's and it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool jacket. Do I got it here? It's a purple jacket this year. Um, it's not free. Just it's not. Fr- it's it's no no. They give you a medal and a, I think a shirt, and uh, I think that's it. For like, how much does it cost? It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Of what's money. what's what's Boston entry fee? Let's 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 look it up. Okay. Boston entry. Um, so what other things? Oh, marathontours.com is how you get a hotel. And you should book your hotel as soon as you get into the race. Because the whole downtown Boston like is just ridiculous for um, lodging. So Marathon Tours is the way to do that. And they're basically just this giant outfit that takes blocks of every hotel wow like and they and then they um they buy them up i don't know what their business is but they're they're actually pretty pretty well organized uh let's see boston what is my so i probably paid for it this information i'm guessing it was like 200 bucks i don't have it right here 
It's it's got to be more. That's pretty much standard, right? I mean, I guess oh, marathons no. are like one one hundred one fifty to two hundred these days. I think. Okay, Boston is two hundred and fifty-five. Two hundred and five dollars. Actually, okay, this is this is this is important. <laughs> How much do you think New York Marathon costs? Probably more than that. Two fifty. Oh, two ninety-five. Wow. Yeah, yeah. New York's at two ninety-five. Boston is at two hundred five. Interesting. Wow. And then, and then, uh, New York also has thousands and thousands of um, charity runners. Uh, I don't know what Boston does for charity runners, but. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't realize that. So, a week out, super nervous, man. So when do you fly? And I fly how Saturday, long, how long Saturday you... morning. Okay, so you have like a day to uh, adjust? Yeah, I got, got to get to hang out with my brother-in-law. Oh, you can hang out with Jeff? Cool. <laughs> no, brother, uh, Sean, my brother-in-law. Oh, brother-in-law. That's right. <laughs> cool. <clears throat> He's not going to run it? <laughs> Just kidding. Um. <laughs> no, Sean, will, uh, Sean will be there to cheer me on. Actually, it'll be nice having somebody to hang out with a little bit. I would have gone for longer had I known there'd be somebody else there. Um, there's a couple of runners from my running club that will be there, too. Uh, Max Cam, shout out. Uh, Greg Fergot. Um, Greg, he'll probably not hear this, but he's he's like he's awesome. He so Greg's a little old. He's much older than me. Um, uh, not much older. He's like sixty, um, but he follows his training. And he he's very like disciplined. Mm. <laughs> You know, does the really early morning stuff, super early weekends. You know, has little kids and everything. He's uh, <clears throat> I uh, I look up to people that are much older and uh, are disciplined like that. It's it's like the awards should go to people that are working full time, that have kids. <laughs> Not- not some guy from Kenya that just runs all the time. Well, <laughs> I could see the uh, inspiration in all of those runners. <laughs> oh, so so let's talk about the top the top seeds, the, the interesting stuff. I think C.J. Albertson. Have you heard of this guy? I don't know. Well, if you listen to the Crone podcast, Cronecast, uh, yeah, here he is. CJ Albertson from Fresno, California. Um, currently, he's world ranked 294th in the world. Oh, this is the Modesto guy? Modesto yeah. Guy? Yeah, but he's like, uh, I I just have a, f- a really good feeling because mm. the way he, he just cranked out modesto uh by himself um and that was like a tune-up so marathon modesto marathon 2022 
I mean, I don't think he'll win Boston, but I think he'll be top 10. Did he set the course record there? Probably. Let's see here. Race. And we can, we can finish this at nine, bro. I know you got to sleep. Um, race. Where's the results? Oh, results. There you go. This is a pretty... We, we do a lot of homework before these races. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Andy clicking around. I'm just sitting here. So we're, we're, we're clicking around on Modesto Marathon 2022 that, that Timothy DiCarlo did. Uh, another uh, person I've interviewed. Why, why is this? This website's garbage. Uh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Look at wow. this. Wow. 2.11.56. 2.11.56. Okay. 5.02 mile. It's a totally flat course. 2.11.56. That's so awesome. And, uh, yeah, second place, 2.41. I mean, that's respectable, but that's 30 minutes later. Um, <clears throat> so... Sheesh. Let's take a look at Boston results 2021. I would say, actually, I'd say like 2019 because then you get the full, pre, you know, pre-COVID. Uh, let's see, we got results, and it's probably just a bunch of Kenyans. Learn more. See results. Here we go. Uh, yeah, I don't know any of these guys. Oh, there's C.J. Albertson. C.J. Albertson was 10th at Boston in a 2.11.44 um, in 2019. Or, excuse me, 2021. This is the, I thought wow. I was clicking on. This was nice. 2021. This was the race I was in. Yeah. The winner. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. 2.09. But I, I, I think I think he's gonna he's the first American. Oh no, Ben Benny Col, Colin Benny. Twenty three. Two eleven twenty six. They're right How there. Of course all those times are. That's amazing. Must have run together, essentially. Look at how close the times are. Like every like how many runners finished below two you know, two eleven or below? Like ten? More? <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> Yeah, we got we got Colin Benny of the U.S., C.J. Albertson, and Scott Fobble. I've heard of Scott Fobble before. Scott Fobble's like he's pretty. He has a pretty uh, serious history running. Let's see here. Born 1991. 209.09 is his fastest. So All now right, we're bro. looking. Yeah. All so right. What's, so what's the um, <laughs> what's your? Uh, I know you want to do a post race, right? Interview, like a two weeks from now. Are you gonna do some more content for next week at all, or are you just this next podcast gonna be the? I think a post race. I don't think of race is like uh, the time. I think I think you. After a race, like things will either I'm like injured and I'm like, oh crap, or everything's great and I'm super happy. Um, I don't see, 
I don't see like a, oh, everything went fine and I'm happy. Like, I think it's like there's, and that's why I'm kind of like apprehensive because it's like, oh, it's either going to go great because I've done the work and everything will probably just, and I'll be so happy if I'm, if I'm anywhere 305, sub 305, I'll be super happy. So besides the hamstring injury you had like three weeks ago, is there anything else with the training leading up that you're not um, satisfied with or has everything been on target besides that? I didn't get the, the, the long speed I wanted. I wanted to have long sevens. I wanted to do like, I wanted to get to 16 miles at seven minute pace and just feel good about it. But I, I never got there because I kept getting injured. So, um, well, yeah, I'll be I'll be cheering you on. I usually my thing is, is if somebody's doing a marathon, I I'll go for a long run that day. So at least I'll suffer a little bit with them. <laughs> so I'll do I'll put in my long run on uh, next Monday. Run like I don't know, seventeen or eighteen miles or something like that. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like um, I I uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say the same thing I said with you and Jeff. It's like uh, we're really lucky to do these things, and I really enjoy doing them. And uh, it's like the human spirit. It's really nice uh, to get out there and do something you love. And <sighs> I don't know how long I can do them. I'll do them as long as I can. Cool, bro. Well, good luck. You'll right. you'll you'll be you'll be great. <laughs> I think I think in okay before the race, I think what I could have done better is arrived on a Friday, had a little bit more time, so I'm not like you know just getting off a plane and running. That's what I would change. Um. But that's about it. All right. All right. I'm going to cut the record. (laughs) Sounds good, bro. Thank you. Thank you, Andy Crone. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Come listen to Andrew Crone. He's got a podcast. It's about running and it's fun.